Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. The following podcast is a W2M Network original production. Visit W2Mnet.com for all of our other great podcasts, plus news, reviews, articles, and opinions from the worlds of wrestling, video games, football, and entertainment. Wrestling to the Max NXT Review. Welcome everyone to Wrestling to the Max's NXT Review for September 27th, 2017. And of course, we are brought to you by W2Mnet.com, the place where you go find all your great wrestling needs. We also want to give a big shout out over there to 411Mania.com and LastWordOnProWrestling.com, who also support us. Big thanks to them. Also, don't forget to go check out and rate, review, and subscribe over at Wrestling to the Max. Just do it because it's simple. It also gets you everything we have, and we definitely greatly appreciate it. There you go. I am your uh, good friend and co-host here, Mr. Gary Vaughn, and with me is your host, Paul Leeser. hey And Paul, I'm glad to have you back tonight. I know you were feeling kind of ill earlier this week, man, so... Uh, kind of doesn't scratch the surface, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least you have left the confines of the restroom, I'm assuming. Yes. And you are, <laughs> you are here with us, at least being able to sit at a computer more than three minutes. Yes. So. <laughs> <laughs> All positive things. <laughs> yeah, so. No, I mean... I'm just glad you're better, buddy. And uh, yeah, I mean, I'm really excited about talking about NXT tonight. We've got a few things here that I was just watching and really getting into, thinking, man, I cannot wait till we do this review. So it's finally time for us to do it. Let's hop into it. This is really a packed show, too. Five matches on this thing, uh, and not to mention all the segments they're doing, too. So it's just thing after thing after thing happening here, and they open with the big announcement from William Regal that uh, me and Gary talked about a couple weeks ago, but. Here is Regal making the official announcement that at NXT TakeOver Houston, it will be a fatal four-way for the NXT Women's Championship. Kyrie Sane already has a spot, and the next three spots will be filled out over the coming shows here on NXT television. Uh, I'm really looking forward to seeing all these, uh, just, just to see who they put in there with Kyrie and, and watching, I think, the microscope on the women's division grow larger. I think you're right on that, and, and you don't know who these are. Didn't you say that you've already read those spoilers, or has it not happened yet? I know who two of the people who qualify are. Okay, yeah. but see, it's uh, you know as much as you can read it. Sometimes it's just fun to watch the journey happen exactly. in front of your face. So I don't blame you for reading the spoiler, but I, I definitely look forward to seeing it. And you're exactly right. We're going to get at that big magnifying glass mm-hmm. and really study and understand. Who is deserving? Why they're here in this spot? And it's going to be new. It's fresh. 
That's what I love about it. It's not the same old hat. It's not the same thing that we've got all the time. This, you know, including one face, two faces to this division. That's good enough compared to what we've got in the past. It's kind of just, a, you know, going around and around in a circle. At least this time we've got those new faces to freshen things up. So I'm excited. I really am. And it's going to be a lot of cool, full, cool matches. Yeah, me too. Really looking to see what the women's division is going to look like in the wake of Asuka leaving. Uh, we know the main event scene, however, is super packed, and they waste a little time after that. Sanity takes to the ring. Eric uh, Eric Young grabs the microphone and runs down Adam Cole and uh, Red Dragon and says that, uh, you know, we, we, we're the ones that wrote the book on how to make your mark in NXT, and they're not wrong because basically the Undisputed Era is doing the same thing they did, and tonight he will take on Adam Cole in the main event. Uh, sort of, uh, Sort of just here to get you hyped up. Uh, and then we'll just go ahead and cover this too. Lars Sullivan has a match with Oni Lorkin. They do some more of those pre-match promos real quick with Oni here, which uh, left a little bit to be desired on my end. But my God, this was great. Uh, I think Oni was perfect for this. The crowd's invested in him. He sold that lariat like he died. Uh, <laughs> and yeah. that uh, that's pretty much all she wrote. Uh, three minutes and Oni is done as Lars continues to murder people steadily every week uh definitely uh really quickly so i could just push it out of the way uh the opening segment with sanity and eric young speaking it was fine it, it just got you ready for the rest of the evening so mm-hmm. there you go not not a lot there to really grab onto uh this match though was entertaining it was kind of f- fun to watch for the fact that oni Lorcan, you knew as soon as his music hit that this was going to be more than a squash Mm-hmm. You are actually going to get a chance to see Lars in the ring with a guy that has a lot of things going for him. The crowd loves him. He's a fan favorite. And just, you know, everything we got in between the ropes was exciting. I, I really enjoyed it. You know, you had Lars, this big, tough guy, getting kind of knocked around a few times here where you're like, man, this guy can get off, you know, knocked off balance. Mm-hmm. What happens, though, right? That lariat from hell because uh, it's not the clothesline from hell. That's no. already trademarked. <laughs> it, it's, I'm just going to call it the Lariat from hell. Uh, it, it was amazing. It did what it's supposed to do, and that just shows you the power of Lars. So am I as much a believer in Lars as I've ever been? Yes, I am. But these are the kind of matches that prove that Lars can have a match that you want to watch, right? Mm-hmm. This is not just Lars saying, uh, well, I can only do two things. And if you can't, and if you can't do just two things and you do seven, I can't wrestle this match. No, this is good news for me. And I want to see more of it. All right. I want to see longer matches with Lars down the line, but this is good stuff, man. Really happy with it. Really happy to see Danny Birch out there. This means that we're going to have more than one thing. And when Birch gets in the ring with Lars and that's going to be another great match mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Birch comes down in the post match to save Oni from a savage beating from Lars uh, so it looks like the respect thing is still there I'm still hopeful we get the tag team between Birch and Lorkin which could be really fun but it certainly does look like Danny Birch is Lars's next victim so uh, we have that to look forward to as we look ahead Ruby Riot is then interviewed, uh, and she talks about Nikki Cross helping her against the iconic duo. The interviewer says, uh, you know, calls her her friend, and Ruby's like, she's not my friend. Uh, <laughs> 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 uh, the iconic duo won a rematch. Ruby is okay with that, and she's still not sure why Nikki really helped her. Um, but 
if she's out there again to help her face the iconic duo, she is fine with that. So that leads us into Heavy Machinery taking on Demetrius Bronson and Patrick Scott, who basically get squashed. Yeah, uh, so the thing that I'm least wanting to really talk about is that match, because really it was a squash, right? Mm -hmm. And Heavy Machinery just gets to come out of this looking good. They talk about them being future contenders for the tag titles. Everything that they should be, I'm happy with it. I'm not hating on it. I'm just, there's not a lot of substance there, right? Yeah. So, okay, so let's do talk about something I think that has a little bit of substance here, and that is that Ruby Wright interview. And yes, it's just an interview, but I, I think this feud works. I, I think that the storyline, everything that is coming into play works. We've already talked about this when this first happened, Paul, but what I'm really enjoying here is they still tease those friendship lines between Ruby Wright and, and Nikki Cross, and the mm-hmm. fact that they're not there, but could they be there? Mm-hmm. That's that's the big thing. Can that grow? Could that be something? Can they get connected? And that's the thing that kind of excites you. So I, I like this. I like the fact that you got two people who, you know, I, I mentioned last week, I think it was the week before, that really are on the outskirts of being normal, right? Mm-hmm. They're, they're kind of one's a punk rocker, one's a. I, I don't even know what you call Nikki Cross. A raving lunatic. <laughs> okay, thank you. That that matches perfect. Thank you. Great verbiage. So, yes, those two on the outskirts of what normality is, and that's exactly what the dynamic duo are, right? They're mm-hmm. the, the, you know, the, the preppy girls in high school, you know, that everybody, you know, gets picked on by. So that that's this great dynamic. I think it works. I think it's actually something we can grab onto. Um, so I, I don't know about you, but I'm actually kind of happy about this feud. I, I'm really getting excited about seeing what we can get from it. I love the iconic duo. I, I'm a big fan of uh, Ruby Wright and Nikki Cross spanning back to their independent days as well. Same for the duo as well. But uh, there's, there is a lot to love here just because, you know, the faces, and I guess you could put quotation marks around that for Nikki's case, but um, – they're they're not on the same page. They have a history. There's a lot to really explore here about where that's going to go moving forward, especially with the women's division being such as it is right now. And uh, really, the iconic duo are just I think they're great foils for anybody in the division right now, no matter really who you are. So uh, just just great stuff here to keep going with that, even though this is a short little promo. Yeah, but really quickly, did you notice that the I don't know if this was filmed during, the, you know, towards the hurricane mm-hmm. or what, but I, I noticed that their lighting and all that for the camera work was not exactly great. Like it, I guess I pay attention to some of that stuff sometimes, but I mean, the, the light was like outshining Ruby Riot's face. And we got the same kind of look when I think it was Roderick Strong, too. And I was thinking to myself, wow, this is not really great quality production for a WWE product. I don't remember when these were taped. I think I know. I'm pretty sure these were the before Hurricane one still. Um, okay. And it might just be that it was sort of rush stuff because the one with Ruby at least felt kind of rushed. Like she's in and out in less than two minutes. I would say. Mm-hmm. And, and I'll say this: Ruby is pretty pale, uh, so that might have had something to do with just how the lighting was reflecting off her. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I can see their production crew. You try to film a ghost. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same problem they have with Seamus, too. They just yeah. put in the higher white bulbs. <laughs> so you don't know how much tanning oil we put on this guy, and he still looks like that. So, 
uh, uh, Regal uh, is outside talking about how he makes each takeover better and better, and then he brings up Houston and how he's got to try to make that better in Brooklyn. Uh, Gargano exits the performance center, and Regal sort of takes him aside. It's like, hey, man, I got your message that you wanted to rematch with Andrade Cien Almas, and uh, I will give that to you in two weeks' time. I dig it. Yeah, that's going to be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. I'm really excited about that. We, we got that great match at TakeOver. I'm expecting big things and better things coming for us when they have this next match, so it's great. And I just want to say one thing to Gargano. Hey, man, you know, be polite, you know, maybe knock. Uh, and not only that, you know, he's doing something. I just think it's so funny how William Regal's like, oh, yeah, just come in. Interrupt my media conference here. Well, they were outside, I just love weren't they? Like he was leaving the performance center. I was that was I thinking of the wrong pro because I remember they, he walked right in there. It looked like they were in an office. I, I thought like was, maybe I'm wrong. to me. Was it? I don't remember now. I, I watched it early this morning. So, mm. nonetheless, he was getting interviewed by somebody. I just thought it was kind of funny. I, I just kept thinking, what if you had an NFL coach up there, you know, doing the interview sessions, at the, you know, after the game, and just <laughs> one of the guys walks up, hey, uh, next week, can I play? Oh, hey, yeah, coach, sure. I need to talk to you about my position on the depth chart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, well, let's go ahead and get that out of the way right here in front of everyone. <laughs> Exactly. That's my thought process. But hey, it's WB. They do their thing. I just I, I nitpick on these, but I think it's hilarious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this looks sort of press conference. And I was going to bring up the fact, um, and, and if I'm wrong, then then I'm wrong. But it looked like they were outside. And this is sort of a new thing that NXT started doing. We saw this, of course, with the Ruby Riot thing where they were watching people train and then they put the camera down on the ring and that caught the interaction. Like they're catching different interactions around the entire performance center uh very very well and it makes these feel fresh every time even though it's just regal making a match every time it feels very different to me like uh, the settings different like you feel like you're actually inside nxt and the performance center just catching day-to-day happenings i think that's something very different that you don't always get on wwe television especially just because it's so arena focused you know Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right, and I don't think you're wrong. I'm pretty sure it was. It was probably outside. I'm probably getting my stuff mixed up, but yeah, I mean, I, I I'm right there with you. I really appreciate this raw footage. It's almost like it came straight just from out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Let's be honest. It's like you know they have a camera going all the time, and you got lucky that you caught some of this behind the scenes stuff. I love it. I really, really do. And it is so different from what we do get from that you know, really tight, laced WWE product on Raw, SmackDown, and all the other products that they have. So this is great. I, I agree with you entirely. Uh, and then we cut to that Roderick Strong promo that Gary was just referencing earlier where he's talking about how he's getting his championship match against Drew McIntyre next week, and he's ready and prepared and ready to go out like it's his last match. Uh, I, I'm super excited for this. I've heard a lot of hubbub about it, so uh, I, I'm... Uh, licking my chops in anticipation this is going to be another big match that i think all of us are just doing just that like looking at our chops and you know roderick strong has so much to offer and we've only just got a little bit of a taste of what he can do mm-hmm. and that's what excites me uh, about this situation for him because i think a lot of people that have not followed him in other places that he's been have no idea of what other things this guy can offer. And so you put him in the ring with a guy like Drew McIntyre, and it's it's going to be so much different than I think people are expecting. I think people are going to expect some of the same stuff they got with him earlier with, you know, 
Bobby Roode and all that stuff. No, I think it's going to be a little bit more exploratory when it comes to his move set. I think we're going to get some you know new things that kind of make us think a lot better of him. And so this is something that's really great. Really looking forward to this big matchup. I don't you know I, right now as we said, I don't think he's going to get the title, but right. I still think it's going to be uh, just a blast of a match to watch. I, I agree with you. These two have history. Uh, they wrestled over the Evolve title. It was 2013, 2014. Uh, it is right when Drew left WWE and took over the independence, basically. And um, they had some absolutely barn burner matches there, too. So th- there's a lot to look forward to when those two lock up. Uh, Liv Morgan then takes on Vanessa Bourne here. <sighs> this this is kind of rough around the edges. Liv is still... I think very green. Uh, Vanessa is even greener, and that just did not make for a great little production here. But it goes a little north of three and a half minutes. You have Liv win with this sort of uh, Lucha-inspired codebreaker. Uh, and I only say that because she sort of launches up into the air, and it looks like she's going to go down for the arm drag, but then catches uh, Vanessa on her knees as she's going down, which it looked kind of cool. Uh Liv, I think, is still trying to figure out this transition she's going through. It's, I think it's apparent she's going to be turning heel at some point. I like Vanessa, though. I think she's got a lot of promise. I think so. Uh, you know, and I like both of them okay, right? I mean, I think they, I think each of them have the right to, you know, say that they've got a path that they could go down that would be successful. Mm-hmm. But like you said, they're very green. There's a lot of stuff you're catching that you're like, oh, just, you know. It's not perfect. Come on, you know you got to do this, do that. So I, I, I'm right there with you, and, and oh, whatever. Uh, this is why we watch NXT, right? This is new talent. We get a chance to see those mistakes. I think you're right. Uh, Vanessa has an opportunity here to to do a lot of things. I think it's, uh, it's well, it's it's a, the fact that you know you got a lot of charisma there, and, and of course the ring work will come as it goes, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I think you're right on that. And Liv is the one I'm a little surprised with. Someone that we've had around for quite a while, yeah. and at one time i think there was a lot more promise and it's almost like you know it's been one step forward two steps back almost mm-hmm. i kind of feel like you know if this is a reboot and i feel for if this is you know maybe a lack of confidence that they've had in her gimmick or who she is or what she's done in the ring but you know, i hope brighter days and i hope you know more stuff it, I, I think the new look is better than what it was i, I think their old gimmick was a little too much carmella it certainly felt like Carmella 2.0, uh, and I, I don't exactly know where they're going with this quite yet because she's still very baby-facey in presentation, even though her look has changed. But mm-hmm. I think, I mean, it might just be fair to say that Liv's sort of stalled right now because, one, I mean, she hasn't been featured on NXT television very often. I don't know if that really helps or contributes to sort of letting you progress, but, you know, they do have the house show circuit that they run all all over the country now, and... Apparently she's had a lot more matches and this is still sort of where she's at three years on in the company. It's for somebody who I was pretty high on when she first came out, she seemed like a natural athlete and had the look and everything that's sort of seen to have gone by. I mean, the look is still there, but the, the talent hasn't really caught up yet. So that, that might be something to keep an eye on, but she is, she's still very young. She's only 23. So. Yeah, I mean, there is still time, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I, you know, I say that there's still time, but you also have to consider that they've got an influx of new, you know, women in the division, uh, and you know, it wouldn't take very much for you to get knocked out of sight. 
That's because, fair. you know, and I, I have that fear, but I, I hope that's not the case. I, I don't wish that upon her, so. Absolutely. We we get some highlights of Aleister Black and the Velveteen Dreams interactions from last week, and then we get to see Aleister Black training at the Performance Center, working on his kickboxing, and they ask for comments about the Velveteen Dream, and in his own Aleister Blacky sort of way, basically says he ain't got time for that. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Man, Paul, you, you summed it all up in three words. Uh, congratulations. <laughs> I, I can never do that. That's why I told Harry the other day, I said, I am not good at calling these shows. That's why I let Paul and Sean do it. Uh, so you see, there where you go. Yeah, I mean, I'll be honest with you. I, I thoroughly enjoyed this. And yes, it was nothing huge. It was not a big deal. People that watched NXT this week listening to me talk about it are like, good God, Gary, that was just a brief thing. Why are you spending time? But here's the thing. I wasn't sold last week. I really didn't care for the direction of his promo last week. I do like this. Mm-hmm. This means a lot. And it's not that Clint Eastwood guy that I want, but it's a lot closer to the Clint Eastwood guy that I, I think that he can be. And he can talk in those, I don't want to say riddles, but he can talk in those tones of being educated, uh, having some philosophy in his thought process, and have even those dark undertones without being Bray Wyatt. Without being anybody else, right? Mm-hmm. He can be himself. He's cool. He's collective. He's intelligent. He's dangerous. That's what I like about it. That's what I got from this. And it wasn't super, you know, over the top, but it led me in a direction that made me smile. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, he's still very short and succinct and to the point, just not as succinct as I was, but um, basically says that he thinks that, it, you know, people, everybody seems to think they're special and he refuses to acknowledge. Uh, quote, a child who will hold his breath to get what he wants. Uh, so I, it's very powerful imagery. It's great metaphors. Uh, and Aleister Black, this this really worked. And it, it, I don't know if he's really one for the long talky stuff that you're going to get in WWE at times, but stuff like this, he might be really great at. So, You know, I want to say this. I mean, you're right. That's exactly my hope is that, you know, he's not long for just being a guy on the mic all the time. Mm-hmm. The reason I used to really love Bill Goldberg and part of it, yes, I was young and I enjoyed the winning streak and I enjoyed just the, the spear dominance of him. The one thing I love, too, though, is when he talked, it was important. Mm-hmm. When, he, when he got on the mic at all, it meant he was really pissed off or... He just had something to say. It was very short. He was done and back to the action. And I think we could be seeing that with, uh, you know, Black, at least for the NXT part. I I can't speak for when he hits the main roster. At least for this, I think it's a great idea. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I agree with you entirely. I I didn't so much mind what him and Velveteen Dream did last week uh, as you did. But this certainly worked out a lot better. Uh, So maybe... Maybe they're just sort shorter. I mean, we say this, but I mean they haven't done it with the guy they're trying to make into something with Roman. So I don't know what hope really Alistair's going to have, especially with the sort of gimmick where he might need to be a little bit more eloquent outside of backstage stuff. So uh, th- this is definitely going to be some progression to keep an eye on because we know Alistair Black inside the ropes is just money, absolute money. Especially the entrance, the way he wrestles, he's so very different and. Uh, he might just have to work on the talking part, and that's, uh, I mean, thankfully we're talking about a development territory, but <laughs> uh, yeah, this is, it's all something that you're just going to have to keep watching and see if it develops into something special. 
for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get a Fabian Eichner video package, uh, who was one of the more impressive first round eliminations in the Cruiserweight Classic, and. As he makes his entrance, commentary is quick to note that he's bumped up to heavyweight now, so we won't have to worry about cruiserweight comparisons or anything like that. And he's out here to face Cassius Ono, and they have, I would say, a pretty darn good, hard-hitting five-minute affair. Get in, get your stuff in, get out, and uh, Cassius ends up winning with the cyclone, cl- uh, cyclone kick. Easy enough for me to say, but Fabian Eichner, I think, really put on a great showing for himself and might be... I don't know, somebody who could hang around the mid-card if they can find a gimmick for him or something like that. I like the talent inside the ring. He's very agile for how long and and thick he is. That sounded very wrong. Yeah. (laughs) That was... uh, I need to save that drop. (laughs) Yeah, that's it. Let's let's talk about the guy, though, himself and the fact that he, you know, has a look about him, but he's not overly charismatic yet. And, uh, you know, you're going to have to work on that. You're going to have to also maybe work on his look a little bit more because, uh, to be honest with you, you know, it wouldn't be hard to categorize, categorize him, if I can speak, uh, and to create a wrestler. Um just because, you know, black trunks, bald head, doesn't really always work, right? So I think that the talent in the ring, it's proven. I think he can get better, yes. Uh, can he, you know, get better by working with guys with Cassius Ono? Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, that's what excites me about him. I think he can do some good things. I think you're exactly right. I think the mid-card is the spot for him, at least for now and see where they can take him, see what they can get out of him, and hopefully build a character that people are going to get behind. I think with the ring work, I think people are going to kind of get behind him anyway. Mm-hmm. But uh, once again, I mean, you do have to have that extra flair. You have to have something that people are going to be like, oh, man, I can't wait to see this guy. He matters to me. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Agree with you entirely. Uh, we have Drew McIntyre talk about the title defense next week. Uh, and knows that Strong is, is as prepared as he's going to be, and he's ready to fight him. But if it was any other time than Drew's, Roderick might be an NXT champion, but it's just not going to happen. And then we cut to Adam Cole uh, coming out to the ring for the main event with Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish at, uh, at his side, and we get what he is so great at, and that is the pre, just promos in general, but he just it, this is so effortless for him. Questions how NXT ever survived without the Undisputed Era, how th- everybody is sort of witnessing a moment of change, and then uh, sort of gets into the naming convention for him. They are untouchable, they are unstoppable, and they are going to be undisputed because this is their era. Uh, and then cue the, the blackout because here comes Sanity for the match. This was really more of an angle wrapped in a match, right? I don't think Adam Cole and EY were really going out there to put on a great show or anything like that, but I think Cole gets in some of the stuff you're going to, if you've never seen him work before, you're going to know him for. EY gets in his stuff. You have all the interference on the outside. Eventually that leads to Adam Cole uh, taking out uh, Eric Young after he does a big dive onto the floor whenever there's a big brawl going on. Hits the big running kick. That's all she wrote. Cole gets his debut victory, and that's all she wrote. You know, it's funny. Adam Cole walks in, especially in this form, because this is one of the longer promos he's cut. Mm-hmm. 
and he feels like he doesn't belong in NXT mm-hmm. because he's too good yeah, he <laughs> at what he does. Super great at promos, <laughs> and that wasn't even close to what he's done. Uh, you know, in the past, of course, at Ring of Honor and in different places. I mean, he, he's got stronger promos, but it, it's just he's so comfortable on the mic. And I think you know when Triple H rewatches this or watches it for the first time, you know, or I don't even he, he may have been at the shows. Who knows? Uh, I, I think he's just gonna be like, my God. Uh, this is Vince is gonna you know, want to steal this guy away from me really fast. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so he may try to hide him or something. But nonetheless, I, I think this is great. You're really happy for Adam Cole and excited to see where this goes. And him teaming up with Red Dragon is just beautiful. Uh, but okay, so this match, you're exactly right, Paul. Uh, me and you were on the same page. I kind of felt like the match was really the secondary thing here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was more right. interested in what was going on outside the ring. I wanted to see how Alexander Wolf and uh, Damien uh, K- Killian Dane, uh, how they interacted with, you know, Bobby Fish and uh, Kyle O'Reilly and what they were doing. And, it, you know, it's also kind of odd and weird when I'm sitting here watching guy, a huge giant man like Killian Dane, you know, rooting on his guy but not getting involved and mm-hmm. actually playing the baby face role. Very strange. Yeah. Doesn't feel right. Uh but I, I, I get where they're going with it, and I understand they have to do that. But still, I I just want two evil teams to take on each other and just destroy each other. That's what I want. So I get it. It's a formula. I just wish they just would have had a brawl. Just let them brawl outside the ring and, and let them worry about each other. Um, that, that's just the way I feel about it. Because in the past, Sanity's never cared about the referee or listening to him. Why do they do it now? Uh, I, I, maybe it's just cause EY wanted to send a message or whatever, as far as, you know, story stuff goes, but this is clearly building towards sanity feuding with the undisputed era in some big tag formula. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that's just pretty obvious to see here where one, they have the tag titles, you know, that's where red Dragon's going to be looking. Uh, Cole might have his eyes, you know, sort of set on the NXT championship, but you gotta you gotta build up there first, right? So uh, maybe a quick feud with Sanity, something to make these guys look strong, look legit. Even though Sanity, eh, you could say teeters on maybe the spectrum of being important and not with how much they've sort of been up and down throughout their tenure here in NXT so far. But the crowd is super behind Sanity, so I, I think it's probably a smart move. Yeah, you know, and it really does make me wonder if they built Sanity to be a tough faction, but yet a a faction that does not really stick together in the event, right? Maybe they wanted a faction that they could just tear apart if they felt like it, mm-hmm. because there's obvious great things coming out of that faction, as in Killian Dane, who, you know, Vince is in love with big men, and, you know, I'm sure at a Royal Rumble near you uh he'll be appearing sooner than later i'm sure mm-hmm. um so that's a big guy a big name alexander wolf i'm sure is a great prospect and, and we all know eric young is to make everybody else look better yes so so basically this formula doesn't necessarily stand out to be like this team is going to stick together forever uh another thing is nikki cross a little surprised they didn't have nikki cross get, now i get it you know the undisputed era is not you know with the you know a female uh, undisputed era member or something like that, but you know in the past Nikki Cross has been there for everything, attacking men and all that. Mm-hmm. Surprised she didn't jump on you know Kyle O'Reilly's back and attack him while 
other things are, <clears throat> excuse me other things are going on but once again it, it goes back to the storyline you got to be you got to have some common sense and sometimes i don't want to because i want to see all these other things so my imagination runs wild paul that's okay <laughs> much like hulkamania much like yeah hulkamania. it'll run wild on you brother <laughs> That's all she wrote for this episode of NXT, though. Next week, you got the big championship match. Get hyped, people. It's going to be great. Oh, yeah. I cannot wait. All right. Well, there you go. And thank you once again for joining us tonight. It has been a blast. We always have fun doing these NXT reviews. Hey, come check out all the other reviews we do, like Raw, SmackDown Live, 205 Live. And the way to do that is to go to W2M.com. Or you can come subscribe, rate, and review over at Wrestling to the Max. That's right. You can get all our great content wrapped in one nice bow. If you love everything over there at the W2M.com also, we want to let you know. You can also subscribe, rate, and review over at W2M.com. Network. That's right. That's another place that you can get not only us, but you can get all the other great wrestling podcasts like Wrestling Unwrapped, football shows like The Kickoff, Football to the Max, just everything under the sun. You do not want to miss out on the network stuff. A lot of great stuff. Big shout out to 411mania.com and last word on prowrestling.com. Once again, thank those guys for everything that they do for us. And uh, yeah, we are done. So make sure you, if you want to come check out anything else, make sure you go check out Wrestling to the Max. We'll be doing our episode 266, I believe, part well, just be just regular episode. We didn't have a part one this week. So come check us out. It'll be really exciting. We'll have lots of wrestling news. We'll have a bunch of reviews when it comes to the other stuff in the world of wrestling. Ultima Lucha. That was all about that. So there you go, guys. We'll catch you guys down the road. Bye, guys. The following podcast is a W2M Network original production. Visit W2Mnet.com for all of our other great podcasts, plus news, reviews, articles, and opinions from the worlds of wrestling, video games, football, and entertainment. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC.